Hi, my queens. Welcome to a little bit of a different episode today. I'm going to share with you what I'm doing and why. So I'm very excited about this. So I hope that you are too. I am so grateful for each and every one of you that follow me, that consume my content, listen to my podcast. I wouldn't be doing what I love every day if it wasn't for you. So I am giving back even more So once a month, I'll be offering a free 60-minute coaching call to help you on your way to food and body freedom. And I believe from experiencing it myself, listening to other people being coached can really help you learn a lot for yourself. And this is my intention for offering this gift to you each month. So if you would like to take advantage of this special opportunity, here's what you need to do. Number one is join my free support group on Facebook. The link will be below. And send me an email sharing what you're struggling with right now, what you'd like to change, and why I should consider you for this opportunity to come live and be coached live. So I have absolutely no idea anything about the person that I'm about to help with each podcast. I have had no pre-conversation with them. I'm just showing up and doing what I do best, which is sharing from my heart and whether that is coaching or mentoring, because I wear two hats, depending on what the person in front of me needs in that moment. I'm honored to be able to share this with you and I know it's going to help you. So I look forward to hearing from you if you would like to be part of this and thank you for listening. Let's get into it. There we go. Recording in progress. Was that a good analogy of what I just said? Is that what she sounded like, Emma? Very good. Yes, she did. (laughs) All right. So welcome, Emma, to the podcast. Good afternoon. It's an honor to have you. And the reason that we're here today is you're in my free private group and yeah, you're doing right. the things and you're struggling with some things. <laughs> yeah. And I'm here to help you with that. Super. Thank you. There you're welcome. So the first thing that I would like to ask you is I ask all of my clients this because we can be so in our heads from day to day. We kind of forget what's going on from like the chin down. So I'll close my eyes with you so you don't feel too weird. And my hair's getting okay. stuck in my, my armpit right now, but that's what usually happens because <laughs> my hair is so long. Okay, so let's close our eyes. And if you was just to drop from your head all the thoughts that are whirling around and connected inward with your physical body how does your body feel today just share with me whatever comes up so my body actually feels um better today than it has in previous days um and I think part of that is because I do um suffer with sort of bloating and things in my belly and sometimes that can and I do let that affect my my day and my emotions um so that's probably the first thing that comes into mind um obviously you can see I'm, I'm sitting down so then kind of working a little bit further down um my bottom my legs um seem quite a bit heavier than the sort of the top the top part of my body Mm -hmm. is probably the best way to describe it um so 
yeah, I um, I probably feel heavier at the the bottom than than I do at the top, um, and obviously, as as we kind of, I guess, talk a little bit more the um, the lower part of my body is probably where I have some of my some of my challenges. Okay, great. Open your eyes when you're ready. Thank you for that, Emma. And if you could describe how you feel in your emotions right now, what is the prominent emotion that you feel? No, oh, I want to say nervousness, but I actually want to say excitement um, from um, feeling so privileged to, to have this, um, this call and this time. So I think it's nervous excitement is probably the best way to wear. Uh, describe yes I love that's one of my favorite feelings actually nervous okay. excitement <laughs> you get used to that when you do personal development and spiritual growth you get used to the like the excitement but then the oh holy shit part at the same time <laughs> they like go hand in hand so just embrace that and it's a pleasure to be able to do this with you Emma thank you so the first thing I would like to go into is would you share with me what's been going well for you? So what I know you've been in my group and like there's quite a lot of content in there. What things would you say that you've really grasped or got a hold of or have noticed an improvement from before you came into this world of food and body freedom? So I think one of the things that you um, talked about, I think it was probably back in the summer, um, and one of the notes that um, I think I responded to a post and one of the notes that you sent to me was around um, wearing something that you felt uncomfortable yes. with. Um, so I think I sent a photograph in my jeans, but my jeans that were quite um, snug, um, mm. more like skinny jeans, um, because as I've sort of described, I do sort of my biggest challenge is with the lower part of, of my body. So resonating with that and pushing myself to actually try and put on some jeans that I hadn't worn for a very long time. And especially because of COVID and things and working from home, it's very easy to just wear um, your joggers or, you know, just casual casual clothes. So actually yeah. giving me a push to, um, to wear those um, and I sent you a photograph in them. And the challenge in my mind of putting them on and how I would feel versus what I viewed myself looking like in the photograph. Mm. The vision on the photograph was more positive than what was in my head actually going to put them on and thinking about putting them on and actually physically putting on my, my jeans so um that was something that was incredibly um powerful and um whilst it was incredibly uncomfortable actually I've since then worn my jeans I mean yes I've kind of as we've integrated back into part part work and part home you know I've worn them with like a long blazer or to kind of cover up some of my mm -hmm my sort of sense where I see as kind of my most prominent areas um but that's that for me has been sort of incredibly incredibly powerful and I think I sent you a note that sort of said um it wasn't bad as bad as 
what I'd envisaged and it's only myself that I need to get over really (laughs) oh wow yeah I love that thank you for sharing and it's so true the fear of something is honestly worse than the actual thing because my best friend told me this and I love this and I've used this for a few years now if you're thinking about an event in the future so let's say like you putting on those jeans back then last year you felt the fear of doing the thing but you've not done the thing yet but you were feeling the fear would you is that right yeah correct yeah and so the fear is an invisible thing it's just a feeling that is caused by the thinking of the badness or the the fear that will come from doing the the action putting on the jeans so knowing that fear is invisible and is a choice faith or hope or I mean if I mean faith when I say that I'm not religious I am spiritual but faith is also um invisible and that's also um in regards to something that's going to happen in the future so if you was to connect to faith instead of fear about something this can be anything about something that's going to happen in the future knowing that they're both invisible and they're both not real because they've not happened yet they're just a feeling what would you choose? I mean, of course, it's not just as easy as choosing that. There's some work to do, which we're going to go into today. But do you see how fear and faith are both invisible? They're both about something in the future. Actually, if we get a choice, because we do, because we're in control of ourselves, why would we not keep choosing faith and choosing faith and choose it like, until faith is just how you are, how you think? I think... Um what you described there is is amazing and 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 that journey to get from kind of fear to worry to to faith and you know that transitional period is um it's probably going to take me a bit of work but I think the ultimate um of feeling like that's where you can get to you know anybody would be crazy not to want to change their shift in them than the mind and um so for, for, for me um having some sort of tools in my toolkit to be able to get myself along that um that road would um yeah would be absolutely um absolutely wonderful because it is within you and you know in a in a professional sense um, it's very easy for me to feel the fear and do it anyway because mm-hmm. it's that sense of being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. So, in my professional world, I absolutely get it and can make that shift in my my world mm-hmm. um, and spending that time for me because we're all busy there's lots of things that we need to do when the day runs away with you finding that time for me to actually work on me is going to be the best investment for me um it's just making those shifts yeah um, and those focuses to make me the most important thing f- for me because then everything else will follow um but it's 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 that it's that mind shift but I'm really excited to kind of do that piece for me um and maybe I'm sort of you you 
put things off or you maybe don't challenge yourself because of the uncomfortableness, isn't it? And you've got to be uncomfortable and get on that journey to get yourself along to the other side. Absolutely. There's a few things I want to ask you around this. The first thing I want to share is you're so right. It's it's being comfortable, being uncomfortable. However, I talk about a window of tolerance because absolutely you need to step outside of your comfort zone in order to grow. However, if you take too much of a big step and the anxiety that you feel is more than the growth that you would get from taking that scary action, it's not worth it because that's not self-love. It's almost like pushing yourself too much and not having the tools or the safety in your body to actually feel okay through it all and then have that growth there. So this is... This brings me on to what you've shared about your professional world. So I have a question for you around that, Emma. So why do you think you can get comfortable being uncomfortable and take the action necessary in your profession? Why do you think you find that easier compared to something to do with your body image or how others may perceive you? I guess because in your professional life, it's work. Mm-hmm. And you, as much as you live and breathe work, it's still work. And I'm, I, I think probably the, the scary bit is, is me. <laughs> yeah, I would say to help to prompt you with this, you're so right. Would you say that your work is directly linked or intertwined with your self-worth and what you make you mean as a person? Yes, because I have really high standards of myself and I'm quite like to do things right and a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, So yes. I think a hundred percent. I guess the difference probably is the insecurities, I guess you'd probably describe them. The insecurities that I have outside of the workplace are not the same inside of the workplace. So I can maybe deal with being, having high standards at work is quite, you can have a path mm-hmm. for improvement uh, outside of the workplace it's very much down to me and I guess I'm going back to that creating the time and the focus on me which I guess is the scary the scary bit really yeah does, does so that I'm, make sense it does make I'm, sense and I'm hearing and please just clarify this I'm hearing that you're at work you do attach your achievements success and everything at work to your self-worth but you're still able to take the actions that uncomfortable and scary because ultimately that environment you feel more safe and supported if things weren't to go right or if it wasn't to go the way you wanted to is am I hearing that right yeah and I think as well it's part of your job and you know when you're in the workplace actually some of the most valuable lessons you learn is by making mistakes and tweaking your style and moving forward isn't it whereas in my personal life making making mistakes isn't the right description but failing at a challenge that you set yourself for me 
seems a lot more, it's more emotion. It's more about me, whereas I guess in the workplace, I can take the emotional side out of it and learn from the development of, oh, I'd do this next time. And you crack on and you, you make the change and you, you improve. And I guess that's probably the missing piece, Pat, maybe, in my home life. Yes. If you was to mark out of 10, your work life and yep. the personal life that you, you know, the body image, all that thing. Yeah. In regards to how much is attached to your self-worth. So if you was to look at your body image, for example, and ask yourself the question, how much out of 10, with 10 being all of it, is my self-worth, meaning you who you are who you believe to be as a person is tied up in the way you think your body needs to look well that's outside of first. outside of work yeah 100 percent. so like all, all of it basically well yeah probably yeah. it's yeah. probably something probably something that i fixate on probably too too much which is why i'm giving it a really high high score yeah. yeah. And then if you take a look at your work life, how much percent would you say relied or was connected to your self-worth and what you make yourself mean as a person, a.k.a. if something didn't go right? You've mentioned you can separate that a little bit. Yeah. So what would that score be? Um, I think it would still be quite high because of my personal standards, but it, it wouldn't be as high as in my personal life. So, yeah, probably like 80%, something like that, because in work, you, you, I don't like to say that somebody has a work me and a home me because you are you, Um, but there are qualities and actions and things that you do in the workplace that, you know, I can make decisions and be quite, you know, decisive and decide what I'm going to do and go with that and then as long as I've got the facts I can move forward whereas in home life you know ask me what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight and I might be like oh for the next hour whereas ask me to make a decision in work and I go done yes so it's um probably yeah does does that does that make sense? Oh yeah, 100% Emma, it makes sense because what I'm seeing is a lot of you, and this is so often the case, like when I first work with clients and I experienced this myself for like many years, 90 to 100% of someone's self-worth is linked and entwined directly with their body image. Meaning if they don't think that they look okay physically, they feel that they can't be okay. They have anxiety about it. It affects their life. They're not going to wear the clothes because they're worried about what other people think. I know you find these things familiar. Yes, 100% familiar. Yeah. So (laughs) what what would you think if I told you that it is possible to feel 100% worthy without anything being attached to that self-worth without work being attached without body image being attached without even you doing something to be attached does that feel completely alien to you do you know it it feels like it feels like it sounds wonderful mm-hmm. it's probably the my best expression kind of as as you've described that 
Yeah. And it absolutely is possible. So the reason I've shared this with you is because I didn't even know that was a possibility when I first started this work. I was like, wait, what? You can feel worthy as a person and feel strong and proud and in love with who you are without looking this way or without earning this much money or without doing this for someone. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. And I was very confused around how can you even manage that? But when you do the work, which you're on this journey, it's a journey. It's not like a diet, like a quick fix, quick fix thing where it's like, you know, seven days, 14 days, 30 days to whatever. It takes work. It takes consistency. And it's a lot of it's really uncomfortable. But when you keep peeling back the layers and doing the inner work, which I'm going to go through like some really key stuff with you today, little by little, the body image stuff, the work stuff, let's say the self-worth is in the middle, it will start to like detach from it. So you can still have work goals. You can still have, you know, health goals and want to dress your body nicely and take care of yourself. But in the middle, you just stand proud in yourself knowing I'm worthy exactly as I am. And I wasn't here for, you know, for most of my life. So coming through the other side, I just want to create that possibility for you. Even if you don't know how yet, that's okay that's something that's available to you. And so just imagine like what that would feel like. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's quite hard probably to imagine right now. Um, but at the same time, the, um, the freedom and the, I don't know how to say it, I guess, sort of at the moment, if you kind of feel like this, it's kind of like, I would imagine you'd just go, oh. Yes. Um, it, 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 it's definitely for, I would have said for anybody, if, if it's, it, you've got, it's got to be worth putting the effort in for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how, I mean, people, People listening to this, you won't be able to physically see us, but do go and check out the, um, the YouTube version. When you did this, that is such a great physical way of describing the feeling because your heart chakra is open, you're, you're standing proud. It's not like, look at me, I'm the bomb. It's just like, it's like, you know, there's a reason why I call you all queens the whole goddamn time is because you're stepping into that like queenhood within you. You're getting dressed in your queen energy every day. And if you think about how a queen lives her life, she's not worried. Do I look okay? Does my hair look okay? Does this look good on me? She knows like whatever choice she's decided to dress herself in today, she's happy with that. So she doesn't need reassurance from others. There's like an energy, it's kind of like a different energy, isn't there, to a queen compared to someone like a princess who's a little bit more insecure. And that's okay because we have to go through stages. If we were just born a queen, there'd be almost be no point because, well, you've not worked through anything. You've not discovered things about yourself. So I would love to ask you what your intention is. So if you was to walk away from this call, what would you like to feel or get clarity with or know something about yourself you wasn't knowing before? What would that be? I guess a couple of things really um I guess first and foremost 
it's probably being able to be or have the the skills to be kinder to me mm-hmm. um because i think some of my challenges are around you know being tough on myself because i don't know you're working from home and you haven't got your 10,000 steps in today something as 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 might sound ridiculous to anybody listening but you know i do hold myself accountable for most things so being able to be um kinder to myself and i, I guess if if it's possible um you know uh, being able to quash my my inner be um and having the 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 tools um to be able to identify something when it comes in the first instance rather than letting it Mm. take hold or get on top of you or you know make you procrastinate on things um so yes I think that would probably be my um my goals if that's um oh it's so doable it, and it's actually one of my sounds favorite. a lot doesn't it <laughs> sounds a lot like, like I said to you like you know in one call we can't and I want to say the word fix we're not fixing because there's nothing to fix within you after just one call there's loads more layers to the whole thing that's what I'm saying that's why coaching is so powerful because yeah. I'm holding up a mirror for you holding space for you a safe space so you can feel like you can share I also resonate because I've been there like I, you know when someone says to me I feel this way in my body and I binge this last and I'm like I literally know how you feel I've not just read it in a book and this isn't to slate anyone who has is doing what I do that hasn't experienced it not to slate them at all but there's there's a different level of depth that you can go to with a client when you've been there like multiple times yourself and one of my favorite things and the most profound thing that helped me in my journey Emma was my self-talk so I'm so glad that you brought this up before we go into a little um, exercise where I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to be typing some things and I'm asking I'm going to ask you at the same time I want to just share, ask you a few questions to get to the bottom of something that when I got to the bottom of this a few years ago, it just like blew my mind and it changed things straight away. And then we can go into the work. So give me one example of what your inner bitch says to you most frequently on a regular basis. I feel like I want to laugh when I say this because I'm going to sound silly. It maybe sounds silly, but like my the shape of my legs within my clothing um, is um, yeah doesn't look very nice. It's probably okay. you look you look you look fat in that. It's okay. probably. Uh, very northern description of <laughs> and not, nothing sounds silly I promise you that like yeah nothing like I've heard it all I've it, the thoughts I've thought sometimes I'm like oh my god where the hell did that come from that's so mean so let's yeah. we'll take that thought as an example then so she would yeah. say you look fat in that yeah right so let's dig a layer deeper so why do you think she said that to you Honestly, 
because it it's something that I've thought for as long as I think back if I'm if I'm being honest mm. um so it's I guess it's ingrained in my in my thought process and if something's ingrained within your thought process then it's a habit isn't it yes absolutely and I want to talk about this before I ask you another question what you're describing there is exactly right it's wired in your thought process which means automatically when you go to the mirror and check your outfit or whatever it's almost guaranteed that she's going to say that to you because she's been saying it for however long yes yes but we can rewire that's the first time I've said that without doing the rewire thing we can rewire our thoughts it's called neuroplasticity if you want like the the more scientific words but it takes conscious effort because habits are unconscious so maybe you're going to the mirror and unconsciously you're just hearing it because it's just been on replay for however long but the most important thing is you're acknowledging it you're noticing it because then that's in your conscious awareness now so then when we go through this exercise in a minute you can keep doing this and then okay. you will physically rewire your brain physically and then it will just be your norm. Like, honestly, now, if I'm mean to myself, feels doesn't feel right at all. Like, I almost can't be mean to myself. And that is a big, profound statement to make. Whereas four years ago, I was the biggest bitch to myself and being kind to myself felt weird and it just didn't feel right to me because it wasn't, it was new to me. So absolutely right. That's the reason why. But if you go back, it doesn't really matter when you first thought it. Intellectually looking at this now, why yeah. do you think she said that to you in the first place, regardless of how long she's been saying it to you? Well, maybe because she doesn't know what else to say, mm -hmm. maybe. Um, and maybe the fact that I, looking in the mirror, don't maybe give myself a break. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess. Um, Why I'm do you sure think that what's her motivation behind saying that to you? What's she trying to do? Do you think she's trying to be what we call her a bitch? Do you think she is genuinely, and there's no right or wrong here because I'll get, you know, I'll get to the point of it anyway, but yeah. do you think she is trying to be nasty to you on purpose? Yes. Yes. And that is yes. no right or wrong answer because this is great because like I say, it blew my mind when I got to the root of it. So I'll give you a few more minutes. This isn't wrong, by the way. I'm just going to share my perception. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you think, so she's saying to you, you look fat in that, which is yeah. a mean comment to make. And on the surface, it looks like she's being a bitch, which is why we call it the inner bitch, right? 
it's not helpful to you absolutely not it's not benefiting you so that doesn't make sense for human behavior because as a human which you are and everyone watching listening to this is definitely going to be a human there's always 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 a reason why we do something always there's always a secondary gain to everything so she's saying you look fat in that The reason she's doing that, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is she's trying to protect you from someone in the outside world thinking Emma looks fat in that. Do you see that? Yes, and that absolutely wasn't what I thought you was going to uh, express. What did you think I was going to express? The other part of my inner being with regards to dieting and like losing weight and feeling better about myself so if my inner bee is nasty and horrible to me then I'm more likely to do more about yes that is so key the other side so I thought that you were I thought that's what you were going to describe but I hadn't considered the um what you've just described there but what you've described there makes absolute sense going back to the putting on the jeans Mm -hmm. and how I felt and taking the photograph and the perception of how I felt or was going to feel versus what I looked like um yeah I um yeah it makes complete sense thank you yeah no you're welcome because your fear is the fear of being judged by other people otherwise you won't give a shit you'd wear the jeans you'd go naked you literally won't care yes yes so your fear is what other people are going to think of you so your inner bitch kindly and when I say kindly it's not kind but she's like oh you look fat in that because if I tell you that which therefore means you won't do the action you're not going to be ridiculed or be judged by other people so actually underneath everything this gets me emotional every time all there is is love literally for yourself self-love is what we're born with self-love is our birthright it's just remembering to come back to who we are and even your inner bitch is loving you by saying mean things to you to try and protect you because you heard it from yourself first rather than somebody walking down the street exactly because she's trying to protect you from the judgments of others which is what your fear is yeah so knowing that I think that's really key before we go on to this exercise that's key for anybody to know anyway because I'm sure most of you or maybe you have Emma heard the saying whatever you resist persists whatever you resist persists I haven't heard that but great saying I think it was by Eckhart Tolle from the book The Power of Now which is a great spiritual book if no one's not if anyone's not read that yet what you resist persists meaning if you're fighting something and being like go away go away go it's not gonna it's gonna get like whatever you focus on grows it's another way of saying it so what some people make the mistake in doing is when their inner bitch comes along looking like a nasty bitch and the things she says aren't kind they're just being like go away, don't want to hear you, go away from me. And that's actually not helpful because what you're trying to resist, 
she's just going to persist whereas if you come with a different kind of outlook and then say I hear you thank you for trying to protect me I love you but I don't need your input anymore I've got this she's more likely to just fade away can you see the different kind of energy that comes behind all of that yeah and it's um it's very conscious as well isn't it yeah so the the my inner bee right now is just there and it's making that conscious d decision or that conscious change to recognize and then try to deal with with it rather than letting them take over yes um, this is key because when you described that it's almost like you are your thoughts do you feel like sometimes like you can see no separation between you and what you're thinking yes yeah and I did too I didn't when someone said to me you're separate from your thoughts I was like what but then actually we are not our thoughts and our thoughts aren't facts either. I can look out the window now and think I'm going to go and climb that tree. That was a random thought. Doesn't mean I'm going to, doesn't mean I'm going to do it. It doesn't mean it, or I could look outside the window and I know you can't see, so this probably is defeating the object. And I can look at the orangey leaves and say, those leaves are purple. It's not true, but I've thought it. You know, so when we can take more of a back seat from our thoughts, knowing that our thoughts aren't facts, our thought aren't, thoughts aren't the truth, and actually everything beneath everything, all there is is love, then we can start to progress from a place of self-love, curiosity, instead of like trying to fight the thoughts away and I'm not listening to you and I'm going to choose to wear the jeans and almost like forcing yourself into trying to do something that you think that will help you. But it's always like the motivation behind the like, what's the energy behind you doing the thing? If you're being a bitch to yourself saying, put on the jeans, get, you know, get it done. Victoria said to do that, like kind of bullying yourself into it. You're not going to, ex I mean, you might experience some growth when you realize that when you've worn the jeans, you've no one's died. Because that's what the fear generally thinks. Like I'm literally fear, fearful of my life because this fear is so intense right now. You probably will get some growth, but imagine going into it in a different self-loving way. This is really uncomfortable right now. I'm acknowledging that and it's okay to feel uncomfortable. I'm noticing all these inner bitch thoughts trying to protect me, even though they're quite mean and they're not helpful. I'm going to love them and release them and choose to do the thing anyway and like almost cheerlead yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a completely um, opposite approach, isn't it? And it's a really, really positive um, yes. approach. Yeah. And self-loving. So I want to do a little exercise with you now. So I'm going to share my screen. Where's my screen share? You know, I share my screen every day and now I seem to not be able to find my share of the screen. Bear with me a sec. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. It's in green. Right. Can you see that, Emma? um that google document that i've not typed much in yet but i'm going to yes yeah okay awesome so those that are listening feel free to go to the youtube but i am going to talk through it as well so it will make some sense i promise 
So what we've got here is there's so many different tools I can use, but I've chose this one today, but there's also another one that's going to be really helpful for you. Let's go through this today. So when I was talking about rewiring your brain, so neuroplasticity, so then kindness will just be a habit to you. And so then okay. you'll be literally living a life of someone who loves themselves because that's what you've chosen. That's what you've worked on every day. This is a key thing that will really help. So I want you to share with me. We can use the same thought. We can use a different thought. It doesn't matter. Tell me about a situation that has happened or happens in your life that you always feel anxiety or it's difficult for you. You always have your inner bitch popping up. Like share with me what a situation would be in the life of Emma that you've experienced before? Um, so a, a real situation right now is that um, I've got quite a, a busy year next, next year and some key sort of things coming into the diary. So maybe like a lot of people over COVID lockdowns and being a little bit more inactive and I wanted to kind of lose some, like a little bit of weight for, in preparation for next year for, for things that I've got in the diary mm -hmm. um, and not making the progress that I would like to make um, within my journey has made my, um, my inner self um, kind of talk to me quite a lot more and be a lot more prominent um so you know on a on a daily basis at the at the moment I am um, I am sort of um yeah battling um with myself to be um a better version of me whatever that looks like whether that's with food whether that's with exercise whether that's you know fitting more things into my plan for the day so that I can make the most of my day to try and see some results that I want to see does is that a good enough example perfect so what we're going to do is I'm going to write in this situation see if this resonates with you upcoming event would that make sense to like the a situation whether yeah. it would be a party or something where you're worried about something that's going to cause you anxiety in this moment if you were to think about it yeah yeah so when you think of that upcoming event, what thoughts automatically come into your head? The thoughts that I've already sort of talked about in terms of my inner be saying um, if I sort of don't lose the weight that I have set myself out to lose, that I'm going to um, look fat in, um, you know, my... Um, my my outfit for the races for for example um so if i don't lose weight because i'm writing it into a sentence for this exercise yeah. so your thought would be if i don't lose weight then i'm going to look what word comes to mind fat going to look fat okay and how does that make you feel when you think that um it makes me it makes me feel I was going to say sad but sad's an emotion a very emotional word I think I would probably say disappointed 
in yourself disappointed in myself exactly yeah you know my mom always used to say to me I'm not angry I'm disappointed and that literally broke my heart you know when I was a child <laughs> I'm not angry I'm just disappointed and I'll be like oh my heart's just broke I'd rather you be angry please <laughs> so that's, that's a painful emotion to feel yes so because you feel disappointed in yourself yeah what action do you take or not take because you feel disappointed so I'm probably going to sound um, a bit crazy when I say this, but um, what I would class as like drastic action. So yeah, maybe like other people listening, um, uh, life is, is about balance um, and my rational mind says that, but my inner mind, um, doesn't see that and then I become like an all or nothing and then the all or nothing becomes it drives you in a mind which then circulates and then so it's like a cabbage soup diet kind of action so so like so like yeah um feeling feeling disappointed in myself right okay so my plan for tomorrow I need to get my 10,000 steps in I need to do my run on the treadmill and I need to do my Mm. I need to do some weight so I need to do like I I need to go above and beyond do you know what I mean or if I've if I've had a really busy day at the office and you know my commute's an hour each way and I've missed being able to get my workout in right I need to do two tomorrow to make up for yes. like yes. that that's and and dr- dramatic or drastic action what I'm describing here might not be considered mm. drastic to other people who maybe work out twice a day that's their that's just their norm but for me drastic measure is either making things up for what I've missed or going above and beyond to try and get the results that I want as quickly as I can <laughs> Oh, I, I, I remember that all of that, like it was yesterday. So remember all of that. And I'm so glad I'm free from that, but I really resonate with what you're saying. Doing so feeling disappointed, taking drastic, I'm going to say drastic measures sounds better taste, taking drastic measures. What's the result of taking those drastic measures or the lack of result? If it didn't work, like what is the 10, what do you tend to get in result of all of that? So you actually and and I can, and when you've said about yourself and listening to yourself I'm listening to myself now and, and I know what I'm, I'm I'm gonna say is completely completely you know crazy but um the result is that it's not sustainable because you expect too much of yourself mm-hmm. um you can't do everything that you want to do in the day because you haven't set yourself a realistic plan and then you go back to the one of the things that my inner bee says is around consistency and around achievement and my kind of high expectations for myself well then I've failed myself and then you go back to the yes exactly that wheel again yeah yeah because would you say that if you know the end result is it's not sustainable it's not realistic would you then say you feel disappointed in yourself and then you you it's literally like a what do they call that circle when you're stuck on it 
well it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy also but the same is that's it it's 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 its own feedback loop yes yeah so how's i mean this isn't a jokey question i really want to ask it because sometimes we need to be asked it outright how's that working for you emma (laughs) well um the closer that i'm getting to the deadline that i gave myself of christmas um is actually driving my inner be to talk to me more to control me not control me but yeah uh, be more be more there yeah um which then drives negative thoughts in myself um and I, I see myself as quite a positive person with a quite a positive outlook gen- generally but this the the inner side of me that people don't see is absolutely probably the opposite to how I portray myself or how I would come across to to other other people mm. um so in inwardly uh, the the impact is 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 a lot and I do put like I've already said countless times, I do put a lot of pressure on myself. So actually this pressure that I put on myself is actually building. Mm. And the the more that the, the time scale is reducing, the more that the inner bee's talking, the more that I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need to take more drastic action. And then, yeah, it's, I'm going back to that. Um, like a hamster wheel, so you're not, actually getting anywhere but all you're left with the residue is more anxiety and more control like because anxiety control and anxiety are like peanut butter and jelly or whatever let's let me put it into a context I would say control and anxiety are like brownies and ice cream they go together very well and actually any form of disordered eating or body image struggles is underlying anxiety it's the worry what if someone thinks this of me what if I could it's there and then we try and control because we want to try and make ourselves feel safe and like we're in control of something but this what you've shared it's not working for you you're not happy in this in this feedback loop absolutely not and I don't you know I don't anybody I don't think anybody no not unless they're a masochist. Is that where you like pain to yourself, a masochist, or is that someone else's pain? I don't know. <laughs> no. no, nobody should. Um, nobody should have to. Um, if they choose to live with uh, pain that they they cause for themselves, whether you know, absolutely not, because um, there's so much more to life and living and making making the most of every experience that we have. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's not uh, it's not working for me right now. All right. So let's do we're going to do another one. And this one, we're going to work backwards up. So down and up. So this thought oh, model that we're doing together now, have you got an extra 10 minutes? I want to check on your time. Have you got to be back at work or anything like that? Or you're OK? I'm OK. Yeah. OK, great. So <laughs> this thought model we're going to produce together now. As you're answering, I want you to connect to the future version of Emma that is available to you, that is living in food and body freedom and like literally self-love. Okay. 
So, and then we're going to go through it together because there's one really key aspect in all of this. It's not just about do, choosing the opposite thought and sticking it down because that's not going to work either. But let's work backwards. So if you connect to the situation, you've got an upcoming event. Yeah. What would be the best case scenario? Like, what would you want the end result to be with this upcoming event? Being completely happy with my, with myself. Um, mm. So, yeah, being... So feeling happy and confident in who you are and your body. And com in com comfortable, I think, is probably... Um, so, so is a, yeah is maybe a better word than happy because if you're comfortable then you're going to be happy aren't you it's like a yeah happiness comes connected. from being comfortable yeah yeah so being comfortable in myself is that would that is that what the language you would use yes okay great so if again working backwards if the end result was feeling comfortable in myself what action would you have to take or not take in order for you to feel comfortable in yourself I think the best I don't think this is a very good explanation but I think the best way that I could describe it is kind of like I need to give myself a break hell yeah I love that because you're connected to the self-loving version of Emma and and if you love yourself then you don't want to do everything that you've done to yourself in the the, the the first model so it's kind of like I guess yeah I, I'm not sure that's a very good explanation but um so if, the if it was to be an action or a lack of action knowing that the other thought model the previous one was like drastic measures what would the self-loving version of you take as an action if she was every, to take everything one? sorry um everything in moderation so it's like it's like if you if everything's in moderation then you can be consistent and if you can be consistent then there's there's no drastic measures and you you kind of um yeah everything in moderation will bring consistency because it's doable and it's actually yes it's yeah. actually doable and it's not like i'm going to go to the gym eight, 80 times this week it's like <laughs> I'm going to let me have a look at my schedule. I can honestly manage three to four workouts this week. So I'm going to put them in. Self-love is also about giving yourself a kick up the arse when, you know, perhaps you can't be bothered to go to the gym. But if that's important to you, it's using self-discipline to get yourself there. But then at the same time, self-love is if you had a work meeting that overran and then there's traffic on the way home and you literally really honestly haven't got time to go self-love is being like that's okay I had the intention of going it's a bit shit that I didn't go but honestly I'm going to love you anyway there's nothing you can do about it without being like right that means tomorrow I've got to go on a run and do weights and do a class it's kind of like it's like high expectations low standards that I like to live by you know something that you've just described there kind of has triggered with me I guess to be comfortable in self-love if if that's the right description you've got to trust yourself haven't you because what I liked there what you've just described is yes it's okay to say 
well, I've missed the, the gym because my meeting overran, for example. But the bit that you described there about giving yourself a kick up the bum. Mm. Um, so those two scenarios, you've got to trust yourself within the whole process to know that you're going to trust yourself to give yourself a kick up the bum or trust yourself to be okay with yeah. having a change of plan. Yeah. So um, I've just, sorry, I, I just took that from kind of yeah. the little, the little that, bit that you gave, you gave there. Yeah, that's great, Emma, because how do you think, so my question for you around this is, how do you think you can start trusting yourself more? Because I need to do the opposite of what I'm doing. How do you, so say if you're doing something, say if, let's take that example of, let's say, this is a great example because only you will know the answer to this. And this is where self-love and self-trust comes into. Let's yeah. say tomorrow morning, your alarm goes off and you'd plan to get a workout in in the morning. Yeah. And your alarm goes off mm -hmm. and there's two different scenarios here. And only you would know which one would, on because it's all about a feeling you know by feeling what's right and wrong for you yeah. if the alarm went off and you were like mm, I really can't nah like I'm really not feeling the gym today and then you snoozed it and then you went on with your day yeah or your alarm went off you checked in with yourself and you were genuinely like not feeling 100% maybe your body was tired from the workout the day before or you genuinely didn't feel great in yourself there's a difference between being lazy, in all honesty, because you could have got yourself out of bed or genuinely your body saying like, girl, I, I really like I need to rest today. But only, you know, the answer to that. Yeah. Happened this morning. <laughs> oh, did it? And what was the end result yeah. of that? <laughs> the end result was that I was um, I was lazy and said I would do my run after work tonight and that's okay what? there's nothing wrong yeah what was you gonna say sorry I was just going to say but yesterday I got up and um went and did my did my hit workout and I felt so much better for yeah. doing it first thing so it's um it's easy to say it's mind over matter um but it's actually trusting trusting yourself to know what the right thing for you is and part of the reason why I did, when you said in the beginning how do you feel today um I'm convinced that part of the reason for feeling better in myself today is because of what what I did yesterday which is why mm. I should have done the same thing again this morning and uh, yeah so yeah. it is um it, it really resonates with me what you've yes. heard, what you've just described yeah so how do you think you can know if the same thing happened tomorrow how do you think you can check in with yourself and know what's right for you like you I mean you've already experienced both so you know the answer but what is it that you maybe feel or experience within yourself where you kind of know kind of being lazy or I'm generally sick or tired or I'm actually going to get myself out of bed because I'm going to feel better, better. Like, 
what is it for you? Do you feel a feeling? Do you see a vision? Is it just a subtle overall knowing? Because everyone's different. So this is going to help you connect with your intuition. I think it's, I think the focus for me is focusing on how you feel when you've done the work. Yeah. Because the overriding feel of how you feel when you've done the work speaks for itself and is incredibly incredibly powerful we can all it's easy to listen to ourselves and just say oh I'll just snooze for 15 minutes or you know well um I, I, I won't I won't um I won't bother this morning um it's it's cold or whatever whatever it might be but I think it's tapping into the actual um the feeling of how you feel afterwards because that's what is the most powerful for me I think that's what's the most powerful it's remembering that feeling mm. yeah um, which is what you you kind of need to to do at, at the right point in time whether it's in the morning or whether it's you know you've logged off at the end of your day and you've had a stressful day and you're shattered but you still need to do the work at the end of the day you know um and and you know something on here about the everything in moderation and the consistency it's it's those little steps isn't it so Absolutely. rather than me rather than me being all or nothing it's like the little steps we'll go and do 20 minutes instead of 45 it's it's that um it's, it's a mindset of letting go and again I've so been there with the black or white for many years it's letting go of the black or white and being okay with being in the gray area and I used to think the grey area was pointless because it was average and I'm not being considered average. That's how egotistic I used to be. It's either all or nothing else. I'm not even bothering. I'm either doing it all or not bothering. But the grey area is where peace and happiness and comfortability, is that a word, comfortability? Made it up if it isn't. Being comfortable, that's the grey area. And one thing before we finish this thought model, we've gone on a bit of a tangent, but this is really helpful. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's not you. It's me also. The, the conversation's flown. I'm, I'm good for another five or 10 minutes. So um, analogy. So to clarify for you specifically as a human, Emma, you've just clarified to me what helps you do the things that you want to do is to connect, remind yourself with the feeling you feel after you've taken the action. Yes. Yeah, so that's something you can use going forward in the future. One analogy I'd like to give, which is a really powerful vision, I think. Imagine you've got a bank account, but instead yeah. of instead of money, it's self-love currency. So okay. you can either withdraw or deposit into your self-love bank account. So a great question to ask yourself if you're not sure of doing anything. So let's say you finish work, it's quite late, it's on your schedule to work out, but the best thing that would be for you to do for yourself would be to go home, have a nice dinner, relax and get an early night. You could say to yourself, right, my workout's planned. If I went to the gym, would that be depositing into my self-love account or would it be withdrawing from it and you could ask the other question if I went home and relaxed and had a nice meal and had an early night would that be depositing or withdrawing from my self-love and again only you know the answer to that that's a really good I like that that's yeah, a really good too. way of considering your actions yeah 
Yeah, so that will be helpful going forward. And obviously, as we know, drastic measures is just going to be withdrawing, withdrawing, withdrawing from that account, then you've got nothing left. Yeah. So let's finish this thought model then. Thank so you. Yeah. The self-loving version of you would have everything in moderation, which would then equal consistency because it's actually doable. Yeah. What would you need to feel in order to be able to be, okay, I'm going to do all of these things in moderation. What feeling would you need to feel in order to be able to take that action? I want to say rational and reasonable with myself but I'm not sure if that is if a very that's what's come up for you always trust this is a great practice to trust yourself anyone as well listening the first thing that comes to mind is the answer and then what happens is our logical mind takes over and starts to question it does that make sense does it look stupid so the first thing that comes to you that's your answer so that's what I'm going to take okay. so rational and reasonable did you say yeah Rational and reasonable. Okay, so this is the key part, and this is where we need a little bit of work together. What thought would you have to think in order for you to be as close to feeling rational and reasonable as you can? The key with this thought is you've got to believe it now or a little bit of glimmer of help, um, hope that you could believe it. Because if it's just the complete opposite to like the original thought was if I don't lose weight, I'm going to look fat. If you just put here, I look perfect now, every cell of your being doesn't believe that. So it's not going to be that helpful. So that's the example I've given. So hope, hopefully it makes a bit more sense. So what can you think? Because our thoughts create our feelings. Yes, we have instant feelings and thoughts that come to our bodies and our minds from all our past experiences that's how we are as humans but then we get a choice this is what people mean and myself included when we say happiness is a choice freedom is a choice all these annoying things that used to annoy the hell out of me because I'd be like how the fuck is happiness a choice when you're like sad about something this is what we mean because you have you've been given this you feel sad you're thinking all these right distance yourself from the thought I get to choose a new thought that I believe, which will help me feel a different way, which will then lead on to everything else. And the more we do this and build up from it, the thought will be high, will be a higher vibrational thought today. It'll be a little bit of a better thought tomorrow. And this is why it takes time. But we've got to do this work. Otherwise, nothing will change. It will just get worse. So it's a little bit like your daily affirmations, isn't it? When you look in the mirror and you say, um, what whatever you choose to kind of exactly talk, talk to yourself about so I think my thought would be um I or, or this is yeah like I guess this is a little statement I I can I can look great in the year ahead without without being a particular weight on the scales oh love that one yeah of course let me just wait by the way homework for you and everyone listening throw out your scales 
don't weigh yourself it will be the biggest gift you can give yourself and I know that's like super scary and anxious provoking you don't need the scales because even if you needed to go back into control mode to help you feel safe about something and you wanted to like know your size you know your size by your clothes yeah you don't need a piece of metal telling you whether you can have a good day today or not or whether maybe you're due on due to bleed on your period next week or maybe you've had more carbs and then a bit more salt like you don't need any of that shit because it doesn't mean anything it's toxic though isn't it so absolutely toxic. yeah yes so do you believe or you either believe it or there's a glimmer of hope that it can be possible for you emma so if you were thinking I can look great in the year ahead without being a particular weight on the scales. Is that a belief of yours now? Or do you think you can possibly believe that in the near future? Because this is the key part. Yeah. And I think that's why I phrased it how I did, because I think it's something that you can believe or I can believe now feeling how I feel. Um, But I think it's absolutely reasonable. It's it's um it's achievable if you put the work in and the more work that I put in the what what is great like great to me right now versus great to me in a month's time in two months time in six months time that great vision might stay the same or it might change but it's kind of like can the statement can move with me can't it Yes, absolutely. I love that so much. And I love that that is feels true for you right now, because also as a reminder, this, the top one, it's not working anyway. So it's not, I mean, even if you felt control and anxiety and it was working, at least it would be working, but it's not even working. Yes. So that's really helpful to remind yourself, like the control and the anxiety thinks it's like doing something positive because of the energy it is, it feels like you're doing something and you're getting somewhere, but you're actually not. So it's almost funny because it's not working anyway. So when you when fear pops up and you're maybe scared sometimes to go down this route, the second thought model we've done, to yeah. choose rational, reasonable, moderation, consistency, when the fear comes up of like, oh no, that's not okay, it's the only way because the other way doesn't work anyway. So you may as well try the way that actually is going to work, you know? So it's just a reminder to put things into context. Like this hasn't been working for me. What's plan B? And also, let me stop sharing my screen. I want to like leave everyone with one last quote. And this is from the amazing Jessica Pearl. I did a podcast with her a while back. No change ever comes from shame no matter how much we think we can push ourselves or motivate ourselves or drive ourselves to do something it only only ever is successful short term because shame will only change things very short term and then you'll go back to exactly how you were before whereas if you face the shame head on work through that, set the same goals, but from a place of self-love, that's going to be damn more achievable and enjoyable and sustainable. It might just take a little bit longer, but it's at, you're actually going to get there. 
and it'll bring the right behaviors i guess because shame automatically for me when i hear that word creates a particular focus in my mind or a particular journey mm. um which isn't the right journey yeah and everyone wants to be happy right if you ask like 90 percent of the people in the world what do you want in life most people would say to be happy right <laughs> that's what we want I mean, I'm going to have to stop talking because I can go like so in depth of what happiness even means and why that's not a realistic goals and whatever we should be striving for fulfillment and meaning through it all instead of happiness. But I can otherwise we'll be here all day. So I'm going to end it there. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you for everyone listening. And we'll see you next time. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.